Blog Talk Radio. Am I here? Nobody got hurt. Thought she was grand. Fell in love. Found out firsthand. All right, welcome everybody to the long-awaited uh, edition of Miss Bomi Zone, where we've gone through hell to get her here with Miss Nikki. Broken fingers, right? Or what'd you do? Did you uh, dislocate it, you said? I thought I dislocated it. Is that better? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, we were just kind of making sure to have the volume adjusted so Nikki could hear as well. <clears throat> yeah, so last Saturday was a trip to the ER. That was not a fun way to spend the evening. But you see, you could have avoided all this if you'd just given me the twenty dollars. <laughs> it would not I have been this big a deal. I didn't turn another year older. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, twenty bucks is twenty bucks, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I injured my thumb. I didn't break it, but. Um, I did some damage to it. They said I have what's called a trigger finger. So I had to go to the orthopedic doctor and get an injection, and that was really fun to watch. And the doc couldn't believe that I was watching him do that. And he's like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm fine. So right. hopefully now well, I'll have Jam that thing in there. We're, oh, that's so cool. Jam that metal <laughs> rod right through my finger. Awesome! <laughs> Yeah, they got this, like, topical numbing spray that they put on first. You don't feel anything until it got to the spot where, you know, I obviously did a bit of damage. Why would they give a topical to jam a metal rod in your hand? (laughs) I suppose we're going to wrap some stuff on top, and then we're going to jam a rod through it. (laughs) Because he doesn't want you to move. And I suppose if you don't have that on there and they start to put the needles through, people have a tendency to go, oh, and start to wiggle and you can't wiggle your you know, move or wiggle it if you you know while they're doing it so yeah, needles never bother surprise element <laughs> so so in the studio <laughs> with you today yes. you have Nikki hi <laughs> you gotta do more than that are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> She's already got started, people. She's already started. Already started. Yeah, so we have, Nikki has been here for, how many years have you been here? Um, I've been here since December of 2015, so two and a half years, I'll say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Okay. Well, what um, brought you to Minnesota? I was... Uh, I was told by the Coast Guard that this would be my next station. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> now, so, are yes, you... I, 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 go ahead. Is it the Great... You, you're patrolling like the Great... You work on the Great Lakes. Is that what you do? Well, I, I'm not at the station. I'm at the uh, Marine Safety Unit. And what okay. we do is we uh, make sure that no hazmat, chemical hazmat or oil pollution gets discharged or released into the lake. And we make sure that all the facilities that are uh, transferring to and from the Lakers and Salties that come in are functioning properly. They're doing everything uh, safe, safely. And we also board the Lakers and Salties that come in and we examine them from the engine room all the way up into the bridge. Oh, wow. Is that why there, I don't know if the right terminology is parked, but is that why you see so many ships kind of out there on the lake before coming into port? Yeah, they will moor up out there, and most of the times they will wait their turn, uh, and it's, that's because there's just a jam up with at the facility. Something might have caused the transfer to be delayed for a little while, so they'll end up just mooring out there in the in the lake, and eventually they'll come in and yeah. they'll get their turn. Get but, their stuff. Yeah, because there's only so many slots here, so. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, so how, how long? So, okay. <laughs> so how long have you been in the Coast Guard? Um, August will be six years. Wow. You're going to be yeah. a lifer? 
I am not. I'm actually separating. Um, my terminal leave starts May 30th, and my end of enlistment uh, will be August 6th. So I'll have a couple months off here in the summertime just to enjoy myself before I end up uh, officially separating from the Coast Guard. And uh, I'm going to be going on, and uh, I got accepted into graduate school, so I'll be going to get my master's after this. Oh, wow. Happens domestic. Okay, master's in? Business uh, with two concentrations, one in entrepreneurship and innovation, and the second one, sports and entertainment management. Okay. Now, in the entrepreneur and innovation, uh, what, 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 what interest do you have in, in that field? It's a very wide field. It is a very wide field. I actually want to open up my own company eventually when I move back home to Florida, um, uh, flipping houses. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Do you have a you have experience in the in the trades? I do. I actually bought when I first uh, reported to Duluth in 2015. I bought the house that I'm currently in, and spent a year and a half flipping it all myself. learning, teaching myself how to do everything, uh, just so in the future I'll have that experience when I'm hiring people. Um, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a lot of the work myself, but the six months that I've been here for two and a half years, and I was off for six months because I had to, I ended up getting rotator cuff surgery. So I've been dealing with that as well as, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing little things here and there. So, And her house looks fabulous, by the way. I got the tour. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So now, so you're, you've got the house already. You're going to sell that. So that's your like starter heading off to college. Now, uh, uh, is that the direction you think you want to go? Cause I noticed you said you had another, uh, another master's you were looking at. I do. I ended up adding the second concentration after I got accepted into uh, graduate school because I've always been a huge sports fan my whole life. And I played soccer since I was seven And I ended up going to college and getting a soccer scholarship, a full ride, and being the captain the last two years of my college soccer team. So I've always had a soft spot for anything to do with any kind of sports. So I just kind of want to broaden my horizons and expand my field and my my knowledge of everything and just see where I want to go. Because, you know, I just uh, I, I think that knowledge is power and you can't never not nobody can ever take away the knowledge that you put in your brain. So. Well, holy moly, this is going to be an awesome show. You're saying all the things that are amazing. And, and, and she likes hockey. Oh, I love hockey. I have a Tampa Bay team is playing. I have a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey on right now. Go Bolts. <laughs> so we so, were watching uh, hockey before this. Is Tampa Bay the Florida zone that you uh, uh, hail from? Well, kind of. Uh, I was actually born in Daytona Beach, Florida. And when I was 12, my mom uh, and me and my sister moved over to the west coast of Florida um, and with my stepdad. And I ended up spending from 12 to 17 over there. And at 17, I went down to Miami to go to college. And I spent eight years there. I graduated in four years and stayed there another four years afterwards because I love the area so much. So I kind of have this triangle of Florida going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in. Yeah, it's not to be me. I was in Naples for 10 years. That, oh, that nice. How job. did you like that it? That was my food. Uh, 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 it's, that's just a crazy, wild place. <laughs> have you been you to Miami? Think- yeah, you would, but you would think that. Well, a lot of people don't know that that the richest place there is is right there in Naples. Yeah, uh, it's Port Royal down on Galleon and all that. I mean, that mm-hmm. those probably that's probably the most money, and then like the Strand is probably like the second most. But I mean, I did a lot of work down there. I was there for the hurricane. I did uh, work on the wait, Princess which hurricane? Uh, <laughs> hurricane <laughs> you. I, I did work on uh, the Princess the and the Duchess on Marco, yeah, on Marco Island. I, I worked on those. Okay. I uh, did a lot. I did a lot of repair. I was I was stuck at uh, Benita Benita Springs and Benita Bay, yep. mm-hmm. and uh, Pelican Bay, and in Port Royal pretty much for like six and a half years. Just wow. Just there, fixing just everything. Yep. Repair. 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 Yeah. I had a lot of weird. I had weird clients though. I, I was dealing with people that you know. <laughs> 
you know, they just drop a hundred dollar bills out of these people are just way too rich. They're, yeah. they're people you, they're, you, you would never think, you know, you meet a guy wearing a pair of overalls. I won't say his name cause I always said I wouldn't say, but he's just a guy wearing a pair of overalls and you would never mm-hmm. imagine that he owns A and P Atlantic wow. Pacific. <laughs> Yeah. Every A and P market, he owns A and P. You're like, the, the, there's so many people there that are the wealthy, wealthy, wealthy that you never heard of. Mm-hmm. You just go, well, who, who's that? That's that's Bob Johnson. Well, who the hell's Bob Johnson? And you're, I thought, oh, well, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, you know, he he's a mega, mm-hmm. mega, mega. I mean, that's where your CFOs are all at. Your, uh, uh, you know, all your 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 food companies, General Mills, all those filthy, yep. stinking rich people that you've never mm-hmm. heard of. They're all oh, right yeah. there. Oh yeah, they love it right there. So it's all nice yep. and quiet. <laughs> Crazy, nice and quiet with nice uh, white beaches and crystal clear water on the Gulf of Mexico. So oh yeah, and their private police force, all driving Mercedes, oh, yeah. paid for Absolutely. by the community. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it was it was just too much. It was too rich, too too yeah. too, too too rich. I actually hated it because I mean I I, I was doing well, but I had a place. <laughs> Fort Myers and one in Naples and one in mm-hmm. Benita Springs. And I, <laughs> I had to get out of there too much. It was just too crazy. So your soul. Yeah. So school you're going to go into when now you said? Um, the end of August it starts. August 29th. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're going to scoot right out. Yeah, trying to. Nice. I, it, it's a, it's a very sad because I've come to really enjoy and love this neighborhood. But um, but it's definitely time for me to move on. So. Well, and are you gonna? Is school gonna be in Florida? No, school's gonna be in Detroit, Michigan. Wow. Yeah. So you're gonna gonna keep that lake within view, huh? <laughs> One of them, anyway. You know, I'm gonna go a little bit, a little bit farther south. <laughs> Not much. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna go to a different lake, is all. Yeah. You can get that. You can get that can from here. Exactly. exactly. Hop from now, how long? Now how long? How long is graduate school? Well, um, it depends, really. I'm going full time, and when I was talking to my point of contact, my graduate advisor, um, they said it usually takes about two to three years, but that's when they're going part time, and I wanted to go mega full-time and she told me that I wanted to take like thinking I was going to be back in undergrad you know 12 to 15 credit hours a semester and she's like no 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 honey you need to only take nine credit hours and you'll be full-time so she said if you go on that path you can get it in a year year and a half so that's what what my goal is yeah that's a good time frame yeah really yeah because I'm going to use my GI bill that I got for uh, my time in the military, so I'll, I'll have that and Gee, try to get, look at that. Try to get it another done. another smart person that went one way and took care of it the right way. So they get out, they go to school, and they don't wind up with a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. You know what? Wow. I couldn't. I can't even believe the amount of debt that this country is in right now, just because of college tuition. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, billions of dollars. Yeah. And, and, you know, if I mean, now here in this country, we do things one way, but there's other countries where people have to go to the military. I think Uh-oh. Israel. I think man, every 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 man and woman has to do, I think, two yeah, years. You, if mm-hmm. I yeah, you correctly. have to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I don't think so, Israel's I mean, the only country. There's a, I think there's a lot more. I just there, don't there, know. There, which are, there are more. I, I know there are. <laughs> I just went. I don't know which ones either, but I know Israel was because uh, there's a couple of people I've, I've I've met and they're like, yeah, I do military. Oh, why'd you join? Mm-hmm. No choice. And you're like, what? No choice. Right. What do you mean? They went everybody. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, could you imagine if, if if everybody just did it here? I mean, my God, we'd have all, all you have these to people do... that would have GI bills. Exactly, and you know but... what? All you have to do is four years. That's it, and you're eligible for free college tuition. Yeah. I never understood why don't people do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I never have understood that. That important message is brought to you by us because we care. <laughs> you start playing Mickey D's and that's it. <laughs> We're not at the airport. <laughs> Mickey D's, you have no other choice at the airport. <laughs> 
looking forward to the most uh, after uh, August when you when you when you when you when you when you depart your final departure date? Is there anything that you're looking forward to the most? Being able to think for myself. Okay. I, I think that I, I think that that's the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is not having to have somebody tell me all the time what to do because I'm a self-starter. I'll, I'll do things on my own and, and end up winding up getting in trouble for it later on. But, but yeah, I, I think that that's one of the main things that I'm really excited for is just to be able to, to clear my mind and think for myself and, and not have someone hovering over me all the time, demanding things out of me. All right, Christine, now you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a lot of questions I wanted to ask. I, so I, I knew said, you know I knew was going to have a lot of questions. That's because okay. I like it. He, he used to be in the military. Yeah. He was Army. So yeah. I knew that the two of you would have Absolutely. You know, no, a, I like a, it. a common theme going on there. Yeah. So. No, that's okay. I hope I answered all your uh, questions to your satisfaction. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> now, you, like, you, see, John. you see, military construction, uh, She's obviously going to enjoy tools. I'm a tool, I'm a tool freak. Education. I, I study <laughs> just as a yep. hobby. So, I mean, Florida, you know, oh, oh crap. Yep. On, that's a whole lot. That's a whole <laughs> lot, a lot of stuff. To well, I've got questions. <laughs> we covered a lot of stuff in about 10 minutes, right? <laughs> yep. And it's 818-532-9773. If any of you people out there want to call and ask questions, too. Because she has more than one answer. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Wrong number. Don't dial it. Nothing will happen. Promise. Don't dial that one. It's a song, people. Yeah, but I called it a long time ago, back when my Sharona first came out. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, is this going to turn into a karaoke fest? <laughs> <laughs> It can, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure we have music for everything. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so no more questions. Well, I mean, I have a thousand questions, but I—it's your I know, show. I, it, it's your uh, yeah. show, and I and I, I feel strange because I don't feel the need for therapy right now. And it's it's just odd. Aww. Usually by the time I leave here, I, I, I'm we like talking about that. when I ate the meatball. I ate the meatball off the floor. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I did. Yeah, I like the yes. pizza. It was in the fridge for five yeah. days. Yes, it was good still. Okay, I'm just gonna quickly give a quick shout out to the people in the chat room. It looks like so far we got Ed USAF guest uh, five twelve. Hi Chuck, and Michael Brown so far. I'm sure that there'll be more trying to filter in there. Yeah, 64 listening right now, but I don't know why. We just have a a week chat room tonight. We do. And and thanks to everybody out there that's on the other side of the glass listening to us tonight. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. So now that John got to ask his slew of questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Get to um, some of the other stuff that we were kind of talking about uh, uh, a while back. We were just uh, sitting in the backyard, just kind of talking and kicking it around. And we were talking about how men and women and what their relationship is in in the workplace. And so I wanted to ask, because you're kind of in a unique situation. I mean, I have a civilian job, so mine differs from yours, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what is it like to work with, you know, men and women and say, you're part of the world? And how do the relationships work there? Do you think it's much different than uh, any other place that you would work? Um, well, a couple of the hiccups that I have run into is, you know, it is a military, but, and it is, you know, this this time and age, but still we have people that are, that have been in for a while Mm -hmm. and they've been, they're obviously higher ranked. Yep. Um, but they're still in that mentality that women shouldn't be in the military. 
mm-hmm. and they have a real big issue when women come up with great ideas yeah. and do work that outperforming the men that yeah. are at their rank and higher than them. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, that with that, it's, it, it's damaging to their ego and they don't like that self-reflection in the mirror. The fact that a woman is outperforming them. Yeah. That's going to be a tough hurdle to, you know, to get over. Mm -hmm. Um, I would think, and I don't know. I, I commend you for, for being in the military. Thank you. That's something that I I could do, but no, thank you. (laughs) Well, I I do. Yeah. Women that are in there Mm -hmm. that, are of a, you know, have a certain kind of uh, thought mentality and caliber that mm-hmm. really want to be there and, right. and try to, you know, mm-hmm. push through some of those so-called uh, stereotypes. Yeah, and, the um, glass ceilings, too, yeah. and the gender role barrier. Yeah. And and I actually, I, I did want to, since you brought that topic up, I did want to um, share that there was one time when I was um, not rated yet. So I was mm-hmm. bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel, just right out of boot camp, And I was stationed in uh, Philadelphia and I was pulled behind closed doors by my chief at the time who was ranked five ranks above me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stuck his finger in my face and told me to know my role as a woman in the coast guard. And that right there just kind of set the tone mm-hmm. for my military career do you think for some women, depending upon the caliber of the woman, that that would either make or break them at that moment? Absolutely. Because that, that to me, I would feel would be very, um, I don't know how to put it in the right context, but um, that would, I think what that would uh, shake your confidence, so to speak. Absolutely. You know, it, you know, it, it didn't rattle me in a sense that I was scared or mm-hmm. I, I became intimidated it lit a fire in me that right. I knew was there, but I didn't know that it was there that much. Yep. And I started challenging even more after that yeah. and showing by producing quality work <laughs> that I was better than what was being lit, led down to me. I was, mm-hmm. I was showing that I was a better leader as a person ranked so many ranks lower than this man that I was a better and outperforming him at the Mm -hmm. time. So, yeah, I would think that that would definitely shake a person's confidence. And I do Mm -hmm. think that you have to be a female that is of of strong mind and not to let that really bother you. And I'm kind of with you on that, no matter what the situation is, if somebody gets in my face and they go, you can't do that. Hmm. Screw you! I'll mm-hmm. show you. Absolutely, you yep. know. Absolutely. Where there might be other women who be like, "Okay, I can't do this. This is good for me," and that's fine because mm-hmm. everybody's different. You just have to know right what you're comfortable right. with. And I saw this quote one time, and it said, "And you know, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but it was a quote <laughs> that said, the fire inside me burns brighter than the fire around me.'" Mm-hmm. And that really stuck with me, and I yeah. I, I resonated with that very much because. Mm-hmm. My whole experience from um, the Coast Guard has been that. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have gone through hell and back, and I have come out on top because I have learned my lessons. I have taken my lessons, and now I know mm-hmm. it, has, it has formed me into the woman that I am today. Yep. And I have burned a lot brighter than the people that were around me trying to take oh, that yeah. fire out of me. And it it does it definitely does sound like that. I mean, because you know, it sounds like you were very determined to go through this process. Mm-hmm. You started this, you're going to complete it. Now you're going off to you know school, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. And by the way, I don't really care how old you are. I don't think it's ever ever. You're never too old to learn. I don't care if never. you're you know, nope. 50 some years old and you want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. If people have the capability of doing it, mm-hmm. they, they should do it. Knowledge you know? is power oh, yeah. and knowledge is something that not any person on this earth can ever take away from you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so true. And I don't think that there's a lot of people that look at it in that context or that mm-hmm. perspective that that's something that it can't be taken away from mm-hmm. you because once you've got it, you owned it. It's yours. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> that's a very, 
That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Did you ever run into any of the uh, of the uh, old school boys that had this particular mentality? Is this the mentality I was taught? Was uh, the greatest, the only time you can put a feather in your cap, the only time is, and there's only, this is the only way you can do it, is what I was told. The only way you can put a feather in your cap and you get to take credit for it is when one of your people get promoted. Because you were there, you helped uh, steer that person. You were there for mm-hmm. the bad, you were there for the good. But that person's success is the only way you get to put a feather in your cap. Um, I, I haven't run into that, but what I have run into that's kind of on the same topic is the person that, you know, per se, you're saying putting the feather in their cap, they got to put the feather in their cap because they took credit for that person's work. So, okay, no, yeah, not, not, not like that. For me, it's like, in other words, if I, if if I've got, let's say hypothetically E5, I'm E5. All right. We'll we'll say enlisted ranked lat waves out because everyone's got different services. So E5. All right. And we have a, a, uh, an E2. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't get their fuck your buddy stripe. So they came in as E2. They arrive, you you know, (laughs) we're going to go through permanent party stuff, getting everything because it's all different now. We're no longer in boot camp. Uh, AIT's over. We're now Mm -hmm. here to do the real job. So that's going to be a whole new, you know, retraining thing, no matter what. Right. Some I people agree. get it quickly. Other people don't get it quickly. Uh, I call it the Mervecker syndrome. We all have our Mervickers, the ones that never get it. <laughs> you just want to kill them. <laughs> That's anywhere. But a year later, you're like, swear to God, man, how did you get? Uh, please. You know, you just lose your mind with these people. But you get these people that start going along. They're, they're doing well. And they're picking right. up. That They're picking up stuff. Now, at that moment... You can either help them, all right, help them succeed mm-hmm. or benefit by standing on their shoulders, which is hard not to be seen. So it has to be ignored. That's, why you, that's what I was taught. When you, mm-hmm. when you benefit from standing on someone's shoulders, don't really believe that you benefited from standing on their shoulders because we all saw what you were standing on. You're not that that's, that's a weak character right there. That's right. So you, that, that's, not, that's what you don't want to do. But what you do mm-hmm. is, what I was taught to do was bring them along. Bring them along, but you need to be quick. Find the ones that are going to be able to get it and help them excel. Because by through helping them to excel, you've shown that you can take this, which is in the military words, which is just a this, all right, mm-hmm. and turn it into that. And look what you that... did. You helped bring that person along, and they mm-hmm. excelled. As a result, now no matter what, it's the truth. As a result of the training, as a result of you giving them the correct tools, they got to do the work. They got to do the work, and the right. work's got to be done. But correctly. you guide them through that work, and that is exactly. what a true leader is. And I have not received that kind of leadership in my whole entire six years. That is friggin' sad because that's what I was taught. And I mean, we had gals as well. I was yeah. artillery. I was artillery. We had uh, we had gals as well, but I was ju- they were just coming in. We were still in the mentality, which is hard. Mm-hmm. Military is different than like the regular work. Absolutely. Yes, it is, because there's these little things that happen, such as the word combat. And I rank. always. <laughs> <laughs> and know your combat. Place. And combat. know your place. Well, combat is a different world completely, but yes. there's a lot of people that don't understand the world of combat when it comes to the Coast Guard, because mm-hmm. the Coast Guard, if you if you think of things like a uh, a uh, oh let's see a deadly force briefing, mm-hmm. you're in the military, all right? We're get we're not doing anything. We're just we're just on post right now. But then we're going to POM, preparation for overseas maneuver. We're getting ready to go. We receive a deadly force briefing. We now know at this time. Shit is real. This is real. We're not screwing around. Whereas the Coast Guard, that's every day. Right. A lot of people don't realize that. That the Coast Guard's there for a totally different reason. They're here for the country and they're protecting all of our shores. So I mm-hmm. mean you guys are on a you guys are on a, on a deadly force briefing every I mean, you're, you're drug guys that are rolling in every every 
I mean, good Lord, could you imagine being stationed out in the Gulf of Mexico? Holy crap. Right. That's like a freaking war zone out there. <laughs> my, actually, my sister was stationed down there for a good, I believe, three years. So, yeah. I, my sister's I'm sure also she had plenty. <laughs> I'm sure your yeah, sister had plenty of stories. stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, it depends on how you look at things. Because ladies in the Coast Guard, now, I, it's sad to hear that you were given the uh, the statement of know your position as a, as a woman in the Coast Guard. Because, I mean, to me, you're at the position of a woman in the Coast Guard, wh- where are you standing? On the left side? So she's on the left. If she stands on the right, well, then she's on the right. If she stands mm-hmm. in front of you, then she's in front of you. So, I mean, that yeah. position is just where the hell you're standing. That's it. But I mean, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be any of that. Uh, any of that. That's that's that's. You got some some old boys there that are yeah, apparently afraid. To, uh, <laughs> afraid to realize that. Uh, some crusty, salty sailors. <laughs> that, that, that's sad, though. It, it is sad, and I'm and I'm it old is. school. I'm yeah. old school. Now, I did come, and I, I will admit this too. I did come to terms. It was hard to come with terms. For me, for the combat theory. Now, what do I mean by the combat theory was understanding that this lady beside you right now, this is just an ingrained behavior that males have. All right. This isn't a dominance role. It's not any of that. It's just an engraved behavior because immediately you wonder in your brain, what if she gets shot? Mm -hmm. What the fuck am I going to do if she gets shot? Right. Because it's not as easy. Now, this is just my brain. It would not be as easy for me to get up and move. We're going to come back and get you. Yes. But right now, we have the mission in front of us. So we got to right. We got to move. Mm-hmm. I didn't know whether or not in my, in my mind, I had to toil with that, whether or not I would be able to just jump up and go. Because, I mean, you watch your friend get shot and they fall down. You, there's nothing you can do right now. Finish the mission. You don't leave them behind. No. Obviously, we're never going to leave them behind. But right, right. now, we got to finish the mission. We're being overrun. We got to, we got to, we got to do, got to do the job. I always wondered in my brain, could I actually walk away right there? Because now, it was, was a female. Right, but see, so then yeah. pe- people go, "Oh, we'll see that." No, no, no. It's not a negative thing. It's a. I, I don't know how. How would I even describe that? It's, it's, it's just like I, I, I didn't know whether or not I could handle that. If I saw right. a get shot and she fell, would I be able to just to continue on and move forward? Just like it was my best friend. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. But if I stop fighting, I die too. Right. So I have to continue on. I didn't know if I could do that. Huh. You always have lots of things knocking around in your helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's very good perspective. Well, yeah, it's no. just it's just one of those things where you go, that's sex. No, it's not. It is. It's not. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's just it's just a it's it, you know you got you have guys and guys and guys and guys boom yeah fight fight but then if you saw a woman fall she gets shot and she falls mm-hmm. down and she's dead there's nothing you can do for her. can you stand up and run at the enemy again and still continue the fight I didn't know if I could so that was my dilemma yeah. Well, kind of going along that line with talking about the mentality and stuff, <clears throat> I'm kind of curious because you do work with quite a bit of of, of men and develop relation, working relationships with them. How do their spouses feel about that type of situation? Because I would imagine at times you guys are working very closely together mm-hmm. with one another. Well, it was yeah, – I, I want to, I guess, talk about this topic when I was a non-rate when I was in Philadelphia I kept hearing this term my work wife my work husband and I was I've never I honestly I'd really never heard it before and I would ask what do you talk what do you mean what are you talking about your work wife your work (laughs) husband like does your wife work here like I didn't meet her does your husband work here I didn't meet him yet yeah like no 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 it's uh it's like you're quote unquote best friend at work, you, you it's just my work wife. Like I can tell her, I can tell him anything. Mm-hmm. And when I go home, my civilian, quote unquote civilian wife yeah. or husband doesn't know what I'm talking about because they're not in the Coast Guard. Right. So or they're not in the military. So it's really nice to have that person there. But I didn't know how far 
it went with mm-hmm. these relationships. And, and I think that's something that, you know, it, I'm glad we're talking about it now because how far do these relationships really go and how far is far? Yeah. Where's the line? Where's the line? Yeah. And do the actual spouses of mm-hmm. these military members, do they know about mm-hmm. their quote unquote work wives or work right. husbands? And if they don't, is that okay? And if they do, is that okay? Yeah. I, I think I would be a, a very, yeah, it's a very weird dynamic when you think about it because like Dave, you have a, a, a guy that you work with mm-hmm. and the two of you become really close and really good friends because you can relate because you are in the military. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of bounce that validation off of one another. You right. understand mm-hmm. where, you know, your spouse at home isn't going to get it because they're not in the, in the military. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really does beg the question, where is that line? I mean, are you really good buddy buddies with that person and he, he or she's okay with it and right. they introduce you to their spouse and or their they family keep you separated or are you separated mm-hmm. you know I, or why wasn't the term yeah. this is my work best friend instead of work wife or work husband yeah. and being in the military um it, you know I hate to say it but there's a lot of inappropriate um things that go mm-hmm. on um, that these spouses do not know about, mm-hmm. um, especially like under patrols and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, it was really, it triggered something in my brain when I first heard the term and I'm just like, well, wait, why? Yeah. Wait, what? What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to me, it kind of, when, when we talked about this, mm-hmm. obviously we had this, a bit of a conversation a while back. Right. It kind of reminded me, and I'm not trying to like disrespect anybody or make a comparison, right. but like the old school mafia boys, mm-hmm. okay? They have their wife at home and the babies and the whole nine years, mm-hmm. but separately they have their mistress. Right. And yeah. the right hand basically didn't know what the left hand is doing. Mm-hmm. So do you see that kind of mentality play out? I in in my profession, yes. Mm-hmm. I in my profession, I can I can definitely say that the spouse at home does not know that the spouse at work has a work quote unquote work wife or a work mm-hmm. husband. So yeah. and it it's it's very sad <laughs> to say. But I have questions. I, I got a question. I would think that I got, I got a question here. I got a question. Okay. I, I just, I, 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 my, my brain is, is like, falling in my soul right now. <laughs> but, but no, no, because I mean, I mean, I'm hearing what she's saying, and, and you have people that, that deny things, people that do this, but taking things as, as someone is saying them. So I, I have a question now. When you're saying the work wife, work husband, I'm curious, are they like, taking this to a different like level or is it just like talk banter or are they like, Hey, well, you know, I go out to dinner with you know, my work wife and I hang out with my work wife and I, uh, you know, we, we find little things to do every once in a while on Saturday and Sunday with my work wife. Mm-hmm. Is that happening or is it, is it mainly a, she understands, the, I, I guess from lack of a better phrase, you were saying that she understood the nomenclature, I guess it is, of mm-hmm. certain things, you know, when you're talking, you know, you know, you have a spouse that works at Home Depot. They have all little Home Depot words. You know what I mean? They say that stuff. So obviously, <laughs> no, matter what, no matter what you work at, what your job is, there's going to be that mm-hmm. language, the lingo, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, so yeah. it's just simply the work wife, work husband thing is another person in the office who knows the lingo, or do they literally leave the missus or the mister at home outside? Do they close the cage and say, no, you stay out. This is the place where only my work wife slash work husband hangs out? I think that, honestly, I think that there's a little bit of all of that going on. I think that, um, I, I mean, from my experience, I have seen – these work wives and work husbands go off to lunch together, go off, hey, let's do this this weekend, let's do that this weekend. But at the same time, there were other people involved too, like mm-hmm. other other members of the Coast Guard too. So it's um, it's it's very hard to say. Like, and I I 
don't know of a situation where it was a positive one from the civilian spouse at home. This yeah. is, I've heard from a couple people at my last unit that the civilian spouse at home was highly irritated with these, with the relationship that mm-hmm. was going on because oh, they yeah. knew about it, but they didn't know to the extent to what it was. They right. didn't know how close they were being at work. They didn't know what oh, was really shit. going on. It was a very uncomfortable situation for the spouse. That's uh-huh. messed up. So, yeah. For all the guys out there listening, I can't speak to the girls, but for all the guys out there listening, should you need a piece of advice? Let me give you a little piece of advice. <laughs> advice if you won't, like if you won't bring her home and introduce her to your wife and sit down and have a meal with your wife and her, then don't make her your work wife. Yeah, it. The, when she talked about this, I, the concept was just like. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm just sitting there going, what the hell? I've heard the she phrase. I'm not, I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to pretend I haven't heard the phrase. I didn't yeah. hear it in the military. Okay, I didn't hear it in the mm-hmm. military, and I've never heard it going that far. I've always heard it yeah. as the joking around stuff. You know what I mean? Someone will say yeah. it, but if people are actually like, "I'm, I'm going to go to lunch with my work wife, and I'm not going to go," listen, if you are not going to bring her home, even if you can't bring her home and introduce her to your wife, boy, you better you you better have another thought. Well, that, that's the you, thing, you know. You you should you should I mean I understand you know what Nikki's saying about you know the they have a different lingo and you know they can relate because it is their job and they understand it and maybe the spouse does not understand it because they're not there but still I I don't think that you should not include your your civilian spouse you know and well, no, and the, the whole thing is you know that, what I'm that, saying. That, that, that's your wife. That's your wife. So if you introduce your wife to people you work with, there you go. Right. I used to have people come over here when, when I was, when I had men's warehouse going, I, we had parties here. Marty used to cook the whole Thanksgiving dinner every single mm-hmm. year, an entire Thanksgiving dinner. She'd bring it to the store and we'd have a Thanksgiving party in there. I've had people come yeah. over here and eat, but yeah. they ate with my wife. They didn't, yeah. we, we, we did not have uh, like, well, these like are separation. Pri- these, so, yeah, yeah. These, these are private meals, and yeah, uh, the, the private, the, the meals private yeah. Uh, we didn't have <laughs> private meals for me and my work life. No, there was no private. <laughs> my wife knew everybody I worked with. She knew everybody I worked with, and if we were going to eat, we went out to eat. All right, they came yeah. over to my house to eat. We, my wife went over to some of my employees' uh, 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 baby showers. Been, been to their wedding, their, their wedding showers. We, it was always a part of it. She was always a part of it. Yeah. There was no private, separate like this is exclusively for this. Yeah. And you're not, and you're not welcome. Now she didn't like to come to some of the big gala events at Men's Warehouse, but that's <laughs> well, her that's, choice. that's different. It's her, it's her choice. But I think when you when you take that partner or that spouse's choice away, um, I could see where there would be some you know frustration and some concern and some eyebrows being raised, yes. you know, like all you, all you boys out that. there, all you yeah. boys out there that have work wives file for work wife divorce. I, I, don't think it, I, don't, I don't think it costs a lot of money. I think it's probably pretty cheap. I can probably drop a plan for you, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I'm going to give each person a nickel and walk on your own way there. But uh, don't, don't get engaged in that crap. That's just, wow. Yeah. Jesus. That's just a trip. Let's see. Yeah. X says I had 19 folks in my charge. They need wife and barbecue, but not work wife. Yeah, really. Ed. See. So I, mean, I guess I mean, my question is: is is it more of a military culture, or is it is it is in it the civilian world? Yeah, you know, like well, we I, I think millennials. It's got it's got to be generation because you got Ed who who who's Air Force, <laughs> me Army. All right, and I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't heard. Now I have. Uh, I told you, 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 depart, you departed for a moment when you went off to get the beer there. I told Christine, I've heard the phrase, I've heard the phrase "work wife," but I always heard it as like a jokey thing, where somebody knew your like, you know, your lingo. You know what I mean? Or was I, I, it I, like, <laughs> you know, fifty percent of what people say when they're joking is half true? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and I'm and I'm also as as has been pointed or, out to you me know, before. I'm 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 somewhat I'm somewhat naive in certain things because I don't believe it's happening. Yeah, so, uh, it just be something so innocent as that's the new phrase for best friend. I mean, you just you don't know, and I, I suppose people, we need your help. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Well, see, no, but I've had somebody out there knows. I've had some of the reverse rule stuff happen to me, which is freaky, freaky. Uh, I, I, some of the girls know I don't, I, I don't, I don't enjoy having any discussion whatsoever at all, not even slightly, with regard to lady stuff. I, I have no interest in even speaking about it. And they would uh, stop by my my suit coat and deposit things in my pocket, like tampons. So, so you, know, you, you didn't have to actually. You didn't actually have to, to voice the yeah, the, the verbal. Uh, you know, Fodder of what it is, but uh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> There's other names uh, for them. That you talk yeah, about that. yeah. I, I just call it chick stuff. That's that's like a whole thing, you know what I mean? So they would put like chick stuff in my pocket and stuff like that. That uh, and the girls all thought it was great fun, and it, it was kind of a, a, I would get pissed off. But here's the best part. When you come home and you're you haven't looked in your pocket and you take off your coat and your wife looks in your pocket <laughs> and finds a tampon. Now I oh, hope the tampons are still in the wrapper. My God! <laughs> and what did Mrs. Solar say to Mr. Solar on this? Fucking <laughs> that. Not mine. I can guarantee you that. Because what the fuck did I do with that? And she I don't know. She already knows. I will. She already knows. I do know knows. that these kids are soaking the tampons in vodka now. <laughs> stop! 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 What the hell is that? No, no, it's not. It's not torture me time. What the hell? Girls' night again? What that crap? Oh my god! You'll be needing therapy Monday morning at nine o'clock. Oh my god! I must have fucking call in and listen. I got almost to the show and then bam, they hit me. But, uh, hey, John. Ed says no panties, John. No. Okay, Ed. Ed, Mr. Big Toe, you're not helping me. Okay. Why we love Ed? Oh my God! Ed, Ed, Ed just walks in the door, you know. Bam! That's it. He, oh, what's going on here? That's it. Good job, Ed. Yeah, I tried. I tried to avoid all that stuff. I'm like, oh crap! No. But sometimes the girls, the girls have a little fun at the guy's expense. It's not often. I'll say that's the truth. But wow, in my store, oh my God, I had literally all girls. All my wardrobe consultants were girls. Everybody, even my assistant manager was a girl. The tailors were all girls. It was just me and all those girls. And they loved to torture me. They freaking <laughs> loved to torture me. I'm sure they did. It'd be like 9.45. They'd go, John, I need a break. We just, we need a break. Do you really want me to say? Do you want me to say, John? I'm like, oh, God, just take a break. Jeez, you know break. that more times than not. Girls just use that as a clutch, and they just they just say that so they can get out of things. Yeah. Well, hell, my name was Fiddle because they were all playing me like a fiddle. I mean, they they were just like, oh, watch this. I want an ice cream. John, can I get the hell out of here, please? Don't you just say Thank you. Oh my God. I would have really been laughing if they would have put dark chocolate in my doll and. <laughs> Uh, no, they 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 have tortured me plenty, plenty, plenty. Oh my They they were merciless. Those girls were merciless. But I guess that that's not such a bad thing, though. I mean, at least you guys could you know have fun and you you knew where the line was. You know that they didn't you know cross with you or you know try to purposely you yeah, know piss you off. We didn't do anything there. We didn't do anything to harm anybody. It's like there was a couple yeah. girls there. There was this one girl that you know my wife would call and go, "Can you get me?" And I go, "Okay, you're on break. Here's twenty dollars and the keys to my car. Go get her and throw it in the trunk. <laughs> don't even show it to me. Keep the change. I don't give a shit. Keep the change. 
cage, a filthy animal. <laughs> that memory brought to you by John. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely therapy. I'm going to need therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we get, so, yeah. that, I, I, I can't believe it. We, this is a weird one. We have almost nobody in the chat room. We have yeah. 71 listening right now. All right. Awesome. So we have 71. So, so we're, People we're go doing, into the chat room. We're doing very, very well there. But I, I, yeah. I just a lot of people want, want, want people. They wanted to hear. They want to hear what what's going on. What what people have to say. Obviously. Plus, I, really I think. I think since last week we had the fall down and all that, it probably slowed down some of the people that really are rolling yeah. here for the chat room. Yeah, I'm and sorry. I, probably, I had to. Yeah, Christine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to go to the <laughs> ER. My bad. My bad. It's like, I was in the emergency room. Like, oh, yeah, whatever happened, the show must go on. Huh? What happened to that? I want to see you with the headphones and the surface in the hospital, in the bed going, Collar, Collar, you're live. You should have blogged it. Yeah. You should have blogged it at the hospital. I'm going to have a squirrel moment, and let's talk about the emergency room for one moment. Because <laughs> I have a funny story to share. Okay. Squirrel. Yes. So we get to the emergency room and we're we're gonna go sit down, but there's really not no place to sit because it's pretty full in there. And I noticed that there's this pedal bike laying across like five chairs. And I'm like, What gives with the bike? Yeah. Usually you'd have to put it in the bike rack if they have one outside the emergency room. Or if you didn't, I would think because when you walk through the doors, right on the right hand side, the wall or something. Yeah, the security <laughs> guard is there. Can yeah, go, dude, can you watch this for me? Yeah. No, bring it in the waiting room. So this woman comes out of the waiting or comes out of the emergency room, and she is fidgeting and getting everything ready to pack up and go and start, you know, leaving. So you have to go around the corner out of the emergency waiting area, and then there's like a, a, a long hall and out to the set of doors to the exit. Yeah. She comes around the corner, and I'm looking down the hallway because I'm kind of standing there at the moment, and she gets on her pedal bike and starts pedaling before she inside. <laughs> yes, and and I'm so waiting for her to get Either she's messed up in, on on drugs and should be on a pedal bike, or I really don't know what. Yeah, going she on. could get some kind of a ticket for it. <laughs> I gotta ask. I, I I gotta ask that. I I just now noticed the way you say that, and I find it so intriguing. Why do you say pedal bike? Because when I usually say bike, I'm referring to. A motorcycle? motorbike or a motorcycle, depending upon well, what part of the country you're right, from. Right, but 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 a mo- but a motorcycle. Okay, I know motorcycle, but a bike. When you say bike to me, I'm thinking bike. It's a pedaling bike. But you're defining pedal bike. I I just find that interesting that you're you, you don't say bike. So this lady brought her bicycle. Our, like, our bike we believe. <laughs> yeah, as if we would believe that she brought her hog. She brought her hog in the waiting room. <laughs> She well, then people would think that you were talking about an animal. <laughs> she brought her actual pig. <laughs> I mean, when you, when, you say when you say there's a bike stretched across four seats, I don't think motorcycle. I think bike, a bicycle. But see, uh, yeah, I don't you, automatically. I just, find it, I just find it funny. You go, see? pedal bike. It's like, oh, Well, wow. that's what they call it besides bicycle. Okay. Well, don't forget some some of the things that you were taught when you were younger are um how do we say oh, that? Oh, here um, we go. Don't uh, 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 backwards, uh, lost no, in no, translation. No. <laughs> yeah, I can have another squirrel if, moment. If I go, <laughs> if I go, if I go, come on, let's go take a walk through the woods. Christine just stares at would stare at me and go, where the hell are you going? Never mind, Christine. Let's go to the bush. Okay. I mean, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> Come on, that's what it's called. Ask any Canadian, they'll tell you. I want to go walk about the bush. I want to go walk about the bush. <laughs> you know, now we're 
Melbourne, Australia. It's like a bad 70s porno or something. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh you know, heaven. I could go down a whole nother path about, you know, uh, <laughs> the way people use their words and phrases and stuff. That was, a, that, that was a great sound effect. Just as you said, I can go down another whole path. Bam, there goes the there goes the beer. Pop open. I'm like, right? oh, that's not a you great. know, brought Bush. to you by Miller Lite. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Gutter. <laughs> Gutter. <laughs> oh my heavens! Well, we got we definitely we, we definitely have to do this again. This was a lot of fun. We're down to the last four minutes. You know that? Oh, oh wow! Really? Wow, that went by fast. <sighs> Holy cow! Crazy. And so, what do you guys want to talk about for four minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Ed's departing. Uh, let's see. Wait, stop. Oh, bye, Ed. Ed. anyone? Bye, Ed. And Thank Michael Brown's still here. Joke. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you later there, big toe. <laughs> no, wasn't it the Lucy? No, the, the wandering Lucy. The wandering Lucy. And, and let's, let's not. Okay? Let's not. All I think of when I when I hear Lucy is Lucy Goosey. Well, it's 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 it's, it's worse. It's worse, and it's Wendy, it's Wendy's fault. I hey hey I never claimed that any of my friends were normal. Oh no! Never. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, you didn't claim any of them were normal, but you did not tell me all of them had the same middle name. Abby Normal. Did they all have the same middle name? <laughs> what? Abnormal. Oh. <laughs> okay. It was great. like it was it was so hilarious. They 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 walk they're they're avoiding they're avoiding at first because they see there's a camera there. They don't know what's going on. Like we actually have our own television station. Seriously now? Come on. We say block talk radio. It's not like we have our own television station. So they're, you know, keeping like way in the back and people are, you know, moving around a little here, moving around a little there. Then all of a sudden, as soon as someone gets the brilliant idea and goes, oh, it's radio? Oh, radio. They can't see me, right? It's like everybody walks in the room. Oh, yeah. Everybody walks in the room. They let their hair down. Holy crap. They took their hair off. I mean, they, they, they just let it all go, right? I mean, all the wings went oh. flying out the window. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it was like, oh, hey, have you ever heard of this? Oh, look, he blushed. Okay, Mr. Blush, have you ever heard of doing this? And it's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I'm 55 years old, and what the hell did she just say? Are you crazy? Oh, it got worse, too. That means you can run off the senior citizen menu now. <laughs> Make it stop. Uh, ladies Make and gentlemen, he's telling me I never won. Yes, I will be ordering off the uh, off the old people's menu if I ever get down to Florida. Only problem for me is I don't think I can eat. I can't eat dinner at four. You'll definitely be considered a snowbird yeah. then. Yeah. Mhm. Absolutely. Yep, that oh yeah. Work for me. No. Speaking along that line, are you going to be able to uh, make your way back to Florida at some point in time to go home? Eventually. (laughs) But I mean, anytime soon, like when you take a break from school or... Yeah, I can. I mean, I have the whole month of June and the whole month of July off, so Mm -hmm. I might fly down to Florida and spend a long weekend with my family and some friends and who knows. kind of catch up. Yeah, just kind of catch up. And, you know, it is actually a lot less of a... A lot less for master's graduate. It's a lot less credit hours per semester. So I'll have a lot of free time. That would so. be awesome. So um, I guess we're going to have to wrap this up. <clears throat> I want to first and foremost say thanks to everybody in the chat room that joined us this evening. Thank you. Thanks to everybody that was currently listening now and that will be doing this on podcast later on uh, down the road. 
And thank you so much for coming and doing this. This was really fun. Oh, thank you. Please have me back. I'm more than willing to I come back. I was going to say, if we have an opportunity where our schedules work out, let's do this again. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely will. And okay. we are out of here. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night and a good week. Cheers, Lars. <laughs> I had to stick that in there, huh? <laughs> All right, pushing the button. Okay, thanks.